Welcome to the Orion Podcast with Laurel and Jessa. Today, we feature Luis Martinez and Christiana Russell of We The Plug, a global virtual ecosystem that works with Pan-African, Latinx, and other underrepresented founders in early stage startups from ideation phase to pre-seed and series A round. We The Plug is accepting applications for its October 2021 cohort. And if you hear this after that date, check out their website, weedtheplug.com for future cohorts. Well, here we had some audio issues for the first half, but bear with us. It's worth it. Hey, Laurel. Hey, Jessa. Who are our guests today? We have Christina and Luis of We The Plug. Christina is partner and COO. Luis is founder and CEO. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We're really excited to go there. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. We're excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, so we usually start this off with saying how we're introduced to people. And um, we were introduced to you guys. We were looking for some guests in our community and in San Diego. And I don't even know. I think we've just seen your names around a lot. You guys are very dialed in, not only to San Diego, but I know across the country and a lot of other places. And when we saw you guys um, and some stuff in the news, we're like, oh my gosh, we would love to have you guys on the podcast. And we realized we had a mutual connection through uh, Steph. I cannot say your last name. I feel so bad with Steph. And um, got an introduction. You guys were so gracious to, uh, to meet with us and agree to be on the podcast. So thank you. First of no all, problem. shout out to Steph. We are obsessed with her. Um, really quick story. Steph actually was part of the early stage adopters of We The Plug before it really became full blown what it is today. So back in, what was it? Like maybe April or May of 2019, Louise? Yeah, around April. Around April. Uh, Louise had <clears throat> met staff at another event in North County. And I was at the same event, but you know, Luis and I work a room like nobody's business. And he brought her over and he was like, oh my God, you need to meet Christiana. She's my partner, da, da, da. And my business partner. So anyway, long story short, she was the one that built our first website and helped maintain it. And I, she like literally invested in us early stage, like when we had nothing, like no name, nothing. And she believed in us. So Steph is really near and dear to us. Same with us. Yeah, I was going to say, we shut have up, that too. Up, Not to, you know, a, a little stuff praise moment, but she built our website when we were first getting started too. We literally had nothing and she volunteered. She's like, I'll help you guys. Let me set it up. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we, and, and Steph took me to a San Diego tech hub meeting at the Walmart facility. Mm-hmm. In North and North County and Luis, that's when I met you and we had just launched a seller co and I could not pitch you what we were doing at the time. Like I just couldn't. And I will also say another little fun fact is that I was talking about a seller co and there was a, a gentleman there who loved what we were talking about so much that he knitted me a scarf in binary code and the binary code says in Latin, concili e ad astra, which is inspiration in the stars. He said that he felt inspired by me talking about the stars and the stellar co at this meeting where I met you. And I still have this scarf. It's just like Steph made these introductions that kind of like blow my mind. And I know, and I know Steph because she's a friend. Uh, we roll, we roll in the same social circles and, and she was very close to one of my absolute best friends from college. That I've known for a while and we've just, we've stayed close. So that we always like to talk about how we're connected because it's you never know when you're gonna have this like magical moment with somebody that introduces you to somebody else, and before you know it, you know we the plug. You're right. Shout out to Balkan Design Studios. You guys look her up if you're listening and looking for a web designer. She does amazing work. Balkan Design Studio. She's so good. Good job. Thank you for that formal plug. I'll have to tag her too. <laughs> so uh, we, the plug Luis, your founder, can you give us a background? I mean, 
we want the whole story and <laughs> we can ask you questions, okay. but like, what is be the plug? Story, but... Yeah. Well, what is be the plug and like, what inspired you to, to start it? So, um, wow. So this is what happened. So I have just finished grad school and I was trying to find my way through life and uh, in some ways I'm still in. <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out, well, I don't want to be in the office for eight hours, just wasting my life away. Um, I could have did this back home in New York. So that was kind of like my mindset. And I always knew that I wanted to get into entrepreneurship, but I didn't know in what capacity and what way, didn't know how. So I was just searching. Don't even ask me how I end up finding um, San Diego Startup Week. But I did. I, I can't even tell you where I found it. I don't know if it was on. It, might, it was online somewhere, but I can't tell you the exact place and time. So I said, oh, this is interesting. Like, you know, I'm going to go to this event. And so, um, which it was pretty expensive. I paid like only $20 though, because I used a veteran because I'm a veteran. So uh, I served in the Navy. And so that's how I got to San Diego. The short little narrative there. Thank but, you for your um, service, Louise. Thank you for your service. Uh, thank you. Um, so I went to San Diego Startup Week and I just went to the sessions. <clears throat> having no expectations, just going, having fun meeting people. I went. And so the last day, they had a startup fair. And so I'm standing at the startup fair. I'm looking around, just taking everything in. And so this gentleman comes and comes to me and goes, hey, how are you making you know, startup week and everything? And so I said, this is great. I, I like everything that's going on, but you know, there's no black people. What's up with that? And I said it like this candidly. <clears throat> now, in hindsight, the person I was talking to um, was Austin Newdecker, who actually founded Startup San Diego. I had no idea who he was at the time. It so happens. So he looked, he looked, he looked petrified when I said that. It looked like he wanted to go in a corner and cry. Um, he didn't know what to say. It took him about a little five seconds to figure out what he's going to say. He said, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure that out, but, you know, we're, we're, we're still searching. Okay, cool. Parking like that. So later on that day, they had like a startup farewell party or whatever. And <clears throat> I met this gentleman there. We ended up getting a rapport or whatever. And he was like, hey, like you should, you know, come to our meetings and, you know, um, see what, what's going on. You know, it's a whole bunch of entrepreneurs there you know, come through. So I ended up going to one of the meetings a couple months later after that. And um, this was like probably in the fall. And I spent almost a year and a half trying, just volunteering at different events. And so during the course of me volunteering, I met a whole bunch of different people, different investors, entrepreneurs, you know, just genuine relationships. You know, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I wasn't asking for money. I wasn't starting anything. I just was around. So people knew my face. People knew, you know, hey, Louis, so that. So, um, maybe long story short, a year and some change into it, they, they were starting up startup. And so <clears throat> I was like, hey, why aren't there any DNI um, programming for startup week in particular? And so they were like, hey, um, we don't have that, but if you want to do it, go right ahead. Like, so I ended up starting the first diversity cruising track for Startup San Diego. And, you know, that rooms were packed. Like, it was great. Um, and in between that time, because I have to add this in. So in between that time is when I actually met uh, Christiana. And so um, we ended up developing rapport. And then, you know, she came obviously in the Startup Week and saw all the, the stuff that was happening there. And so after that, you know, everyone was all excited, but we're like, okay, there's more that can be done in the space for DMI for founders. And so I was just trying to figure that out as well. And then I became director of Startup Brand uh, San Diego. And so that story within itself was weird because I was talking to a friend 
and he just asked me what happened to Sutterburn, and I ended up going into the Slack channel, asking around, I ended up finding the person who ran it. You know, she didn't want to run it. No, well, she couldn't run it no more because she was starting a family, and she just got married and everything. And so I ended up talking to headquarters about started Ryan being a director, and then I went through the whole interview process, and that's how I became director. So that was the story within itself. That's so a lot of initiative. Start, <laughs> yes. So I started that back up, and ironically enough, um, our first event was in Walmart Lab. So we interviewed uh, Carl Jones. And so prior to me becoming a director, like I was checking like the last um, events from Startup Grind prior to me showing up. And we're talking about like five people showing up, six people showing up. I think the most was like 12. <laughs> My first event, I had 50 people easily. And it, I had volunteers, like it was all professional. It was all, you know, I, I did it up. And so by that time I had experience in event planning and putting things together. So, you know, I've been adept at putting things together really quickly. And so from there on, I think the lowest attendance I ever had um, probably was like maybe like 25. And Luis, I think I misspoke then. I must have met you at Startup Grind, not San Diego Tech Hubs, because it was Startup Grind at Walmart Labs. And you know what? I think that's what it was. I think it had to have been that then. Yeah. And when, uh, yeah. James at Diversion what, had his own little group over here. We had a little workshop session. Anyway, sorry to, to cut you off, but I needed to correct that because it was it was Startup Grind, and I have a little sticker upstairs that's like your little star Startup Grind. <laughs> got you, got you, got you. And I think we met after that at a Tech Hub um, event. So I think that's what happened. Um, yeah, so was doing that, obviously, till you know, pandemic. But that's a whole other story. So during that process, um, when I first started Startup Brand, so Startup Brand has a global conference, like they run every year in Silicon Valley. And so I didn't have any expectations. So I'm going to go, like, you know, it's exciting. So it was, the, it was the first startup event conference that I went to out of California, no, well, out of San Diego, I should say, for the first time. Right. So I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, I've been to Silicon Valley and San Francisco before, but not in this context, right? Of being the director of one of the chapters and blah, blah, blah. So I said to myself, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. So I said, you know what? I need to talk to Black and Latinx founders. Like, I want to know their pain points. I want to know the whole story. I want to know what's going on, right? Because I'm hearing, I'm reading so much about, you know, Black founders are not getting respect when it comes to venture capital, <clears throat> Black in funding. Depending on what publication you read, you know, it's 1% or 2% of all venture capital goes to Black and Latinx founders. And so I was like, I want to get the real deal. I want to talk to the founders. And so I said, you know what, while I'm up there, I'm going to put on a event. I'm going to have a meetup. Like, invite as many Black and Latinx entrepreneurs as possible. And so I put together an event, right? So I did it Sunday nights. So it was a 48-hour turnaround. I, and this is for, for hacks, for anyone who wants to know how I really did it. I, I put together an event, right? Say, hey, entrepreneur, Black entrepreneurs, uh, we're going to have a meetup at this spot, this coffee shop, Tuesday night, six o'clock, blah, blah, blah. I, so you know how every conference they have an app and they have all the people that are attending and I send it to every person that I thought would be interested in attending. And ironically, it was the same time as the pub call. So you know if they show up, they really want to be there. And so um, I end up having 80 people show up for this event but in a coffee shop. <clears throat> and so that was surprising to me. I only expected probably five or six people to show up and I asked a couple of questions and, you know, we exchanged information and keep it pushing. And that's not what happened. 
had all these founders in a little coffee shop asking questions, trying to figure out how can we make our ecosystem better. And just a sidebar note real quick before I continue the conversation, we did the exact same thing the following year, and this time Christian came uh, to Silicon Valley, and we were supposed to do something else and work out. So we did it on the fly. Like, this was like, I mean, very last minute, like, kind of stuff. Like, maybe, probably, I want to say maybe it wasn't even 48 hours, right? It had to be, like, 36, but we were just, like, I think we are just going to put it in a coffee shop and call it a day. A hundred, like, 50 people showed up in the coffee shop. So it doubled the following year. So, side note. But after the first meeting, that's when the light bulb went off. And I went back to Christian and was like, I got something. I don't know what it is, but I got something. Then, um, which in hindsight, I was doing my own customer discovery. So I was trying to find out who our customers are and what I'm trying to do. So that was a perfect experiment of trying to do customer discovery. And within two weeks of that, a woman, so let me back up for a second because I'm telling a story. I'm missing, I'm, I'm not um, telling the whole story. So during the event, I got a piece of paper and a pen, took everyone's name, email, and company, and I created a Slack channel for everyone that was there. And so after that day, maybe two weeks after that, a woman, um, a founder in D.C. got into an accelerator program because she found um, the program director on the Slack So that was like the, the light bulb. And I posted it on LinkedIn and Instagram and like the light bulb went off. And then I was like, yo, I went to Christian. like, yo, like something's happening here. I don't know what it is. I got something. I don't know. And we, we kind of like just try to figure it out. And basically, that's how we the plug was born. Like off of that. And um, yeah, that, that's basically the story. <laughs> I love it. I love the hustle. I love the story. I love just showing up and seeing opportunities. I'm just super into this. I'm just sitting here listening. And I, you know, as you're saying this, I'm like, I know I've read this. Like, you know, you have stuff out there about it, but thank you for sharing it because it's just really fun to hear it no from yourself directly from yourself. And so Christiana, what, what were you doing? So you guys had met, it sounded like you talked about working together. Like what's your background and like, what were you doing when you connected with Luis and are like, yeah, like, this is really cool. Like I want to be on board. Yeah. So I originally am from South Central Lake, so I'm not even from San Diego. And what brought me to San Diego was through an opportunity that came from me living in Arizona. So I was South Central LA to Arizona, then to San Diego. So there was a lot of moving parts before Luis and I even crossed paths. But I was working for Corporate America, making great money. And um making six-figure salary. It's that story that you hear all the time. And it's like, but you know, there's something more meaningful you're to do. My background is in prevention education. Um, uh, and I think that with my understanding of wanting to advocate and be a servant leader, operating in different modalities, like, you know, being a trainer, for corporate America or, you know, working for a nonprofit doing um, prevention education, there's always something more that you're led and drawn in to do. And so when I was in San Diego and I was working for corporate and I realized it was just, just money, 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 but nothing else more substantial coming from that, I started seeking. So 2018 came around January and both Luis and I always tell people that whatever you're seeking is seeking you as well. So Luis and I both were in position of seeking help for, for guidance on what to do, how to build what we had been given. We ended up at the same event that we found on Eventbrite. I think it was our meetup or something, right, Luis? Yep. And so from there, I actually had just launched my consulting business. I have a consulting business called Mended Wing, and our role is just providing um, 
strategic management process structure for small business owners, individuals, and corporations. And we also do grant writing. And so Luis was at that pivotal space that he had shared about where he was teetering on. I have done this work, but I'm not sure of where to go with it. And he heard me speak and was like, I'm going to talk to her. So he walked up to me and from there, we started connecting and he hired me to work with him. And then after, I want to say like the end of 2018, going into the beginning of 2019, um, which is around the time that he got connected with Startup Grind, we just started talking more about partnering together. And so we started doing events around town and then we saw there was a synergy because I think what's important is that when you think about partnering with someone, you also need to recognize you spend a lot of time with that person and personalities and characters and mission and vision are so important to understand. So he and I just spent a lot of time getting to know each other and understanding each other's individual mission to see how it overlapped. And from there, we started uh, when he came back and said, I think I got something. This was February 2019. Then that's when we sat down and started doing the, the hard work of building what is now We The Plug. That's so great. I, when you guys were having, you know, Laurel and I same, very similar, like be kind of connected over shared values. And when you guys started this, like what kind of conversations were you having? Like, were you getting to like, like the real core of what you want to do as individuals? Like, what were these conversations like that you're having to get to know each other as, you know, co-founders? Like, yeah, there might be a business plan, but like, what else are you talking about? Luis, you want to go first? Um, he wasn't I'm, I'm big on you, that. I'm, I'm going to let you go. No, Luis, it's so funny because um, I think Luis knew right off the bat, obviously, like I said, he and I was at the same event and he had an idea in his mind of what he wanted to get out of our connection. But I don't think neither one of us fully knew what it was going to turn into unless... I'm missing something. Did you know, Luis? I'm not sure, but go ahead. I'm going to let you know. Go ahead. I'll, I'll... Um, but I think one of the things that was important is that we did a lot of listening. And um, I think also being transparent with each other on um, things that we liked and disliked directions we wanted to go in. And I think at the core, and he and I have talked about this many times, is there's a level of respect that exceeds everything that we do. I mean, it's just that we know each other's lane. And when we go into the other's lane, we have no problem with speaking up and saying, hey, you know, da 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 whatever. And we work through it. So I think because we are very intentional about our interaction with one another, because we did that early work of getting to know one another and then recognizing that that would be an ongoing process and us being open to it. I think that's why we have the success that we have with each other, working with each other. Luis, what are your thoughts? Well, let's not, let's not make it such a smooth ride. Let's not, Let's not do that. Let's, let's, I'm trying to get you, know, you to tell us. I told you. Let's not do that. But because um, there was, so in the beginning, I had to I had to say a phrase. She knows the phrase. I had to keep telling her, like, the phrase. Like, maybe twice a week, she would do something, and she would just take off. And I just like, yo, check this out. Sometimes you're going to have to what? Repeat after me, because I know you know what I'm about to say. You got to what? Say it. got to ride shotgun. I would take, listen, I was always used to doing everything and, and delegating out. And he'd be like, Chris, I can help with that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, fine. But yeah, my instinct is to go. I know go. You'd be like, Chris, I'm here to help. What can I help with? And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, but but yeah, but you know, there's always like a like a trial period, right? And so, like she had mentioned, 
you know, I hired her on, you know, as a consultant because I was trying to figure my life out. I didn't know what to do. She had the necessary skills for me to. I was I was going through kind of like a there's a there's a phrase not writer's block but more of a creative block per se, and so I was like, no, I I, I needed someone to help me figure that out, right? And she just poof appeared, and I was like, oh, okay, you have the proper skills. Like, let's, you know, I, you're gonna help me figure this out, right? I didn't know what the hell I was doing. To be honest with you, I just really didn't know. Um, but I did have a vision of trying to build something for entrepreneurs. I told her that from the very beginning. I just didn't know how to do it, and so. For a while there, we're just trying to, we're building it as we're flying. Like, it's it's like, okay, this is not working. Okay, we're going to put that to the side. We're going to do this, right? And, you know, I remember the first, it's funny. I remember the first, and this was even before, like, We The Plug. She sat me down one day, and she was like, okay, before we get into to any of this, I need you to tell me who you know, right? And she said this to me. I'm like, I don't know anybody. Like, I don't know anybody. Which was kind of a lie, but it wasn't, like, I didn't think of it as a lie. Like, I thought of it as, like, okay, like, I don't break bread with these people. Like, I don't, we don't go hanging out. So I, I looked at it from that standpoint. So I was like, no, I don't know anybody, right? But she's the first one to tell me, yo, like, you got to look at your role of decks. You can't do this by yourself. You, you just can't. And the minute I realized I couldn't do it by myself is where the floodgates open. And it's like, okay, you know, I, I need help. So she's going to help me get to this point. And so we just, from there on, like, we just, like, bonded, like, we... We found out we have a lot in common. Like um, our birthdays are the same month, a uh, couple of days apart. Right. So, which kind of, I guess, in some ways, explains some things. But, um, but yeah, it's just it's just been flowing. I, I really can't explain it. So, yeah. well, I um, think a lot of it. Just to add on before you go to your next question, I think a lot of it has to do with us. Um, learning each other. One of the things that Luis did not mention, and many people don't talk about this, but we're very conscious of it. We study each other. I know how he communicates and how to best communicate with him in order to meet uh, meet at that same point where we can get things done and vice versa. He knows how to do it with me. And sometimes we miss the mark, but that doesn't happen as frequent as us meeting the mark so i think studying each other learning each other like we and we enjoy being around each other that's another thing that's important you gotta like the people you work with if you don't like them and he don't like nobody and i know that he don't like nobody we're talking about studying each other you know christiana i feel uh pretty passionately about that too i try to study Jess as much as possible i'm still studying my husband so there's a lot of studying happening but, but what are some of the um, tools you use? Like you mentioned, sometimes you can lose Luis and you don't get him back. What are some of the other, do you use any external tools to help you study another person? Or are you just listening and taking notes? Yeah, active listening is really key, but I have a high um, IQ for emotional intelligence. Woo. And I have for a long time, I mean, like for years, but I also invested in that as well through schooling. Um, part of my um, my master's program is connected to that. And I partly did a PhD before I ran out of money, but that's okay. But I think one of the things that is truly important when we talk about learning others, it's learning yourself. It's the willingness to see yourself. And when we think about entrepreneurship, that's something Louisa and I talk a lot about during our mentoring of our coaching of founders is that this process will take you through some really deep, you know, facing of 
those dark spaces. I mean, it will show you everything. It will show you that you are not that organized. It will show you that you are not great at money. I mean, it literally will show what you're good at and what you're not. And instead of, I think, overriding that and saying, no, I can do everything. I think it's an opportunity where you can dig deep in that. And so my ability to really be able to read Luis, and I think vice versa, is because we do a lot of introspective work Mm -hmm. with ourselves. And then we come back and talk about it. Like, you know, when people think of, or see Luis, they're oftentimes put off by him because they think, oh, he's scary or he's mad and he's not. And also they may think, oh, well, God, she must can't work with him because he's like, you know, machismo or whatever. And Luis is one of the most respectful, um, humble people that, I mean, I wouldn't work with someone that wasn't like that. And so I do my best to honor and respect that. Uh, with him as well. And so I think a lot of our ability to share when we see something with ourselves and come back and go, wow, I didn't realize I do this and and talk about it and feel safe. He feels safe being transparent in front of me because I won't judge. You know what I mean? And that's important when you're talking about male-female dynamics. I 100% agree with you. I wanted to pop in there and say, I'm so glad that you named emotional intelligence as something that you're good at and you've studied it and you implement it on a regular basis. That completely aligns with what we do at a Stellar Co. It's the it's step number one in our process working with businesses is self-awareness and emotional intelligence. And we go through a process of understanding, you know, what really motivates and, and drives you. I'm not, I'm not talking just like a quick little study. Like it's a, it's a, it's a long process and, and being partners with somebody you know, I, I will often make a joke that I'm married to my husband, but I'm buried to Jessa and business married to Jessa. And it's the truth. Like, I, I mean, with all due respect, I don't spend as much work on Jessa as I do with my husband, but that's what it's very, the most work I spend on is myself. I prioritize working on myself so that I am able to hear Jessa when she's speaking to me. And, and I'm able to hold space for other people when they want to speak. That's why I love this podcast. And I'm like, Luis, I'm so interested in hearing what tools you use to learn about Christiana and apply them on a regular basis. Well, it's more of a reflective kind of thing where like I sit back and, and anything that happens, you know, I don't say, well, she did this like what it's more of okay what could I do or what could have I done to make it better or et cetera et cetera so I do it more in a reflective manner and so I have a thing now that I'm <clears throat> been in this world a good while um it's about I gotta say this right intellectually respond but not um, no, how do I say it? Intellectually respond, but don't do it emotionally, I think is the way. But don't don't respond emotionally, but respond intellectually. And so I've that's a lesson that I've had to learn like almost the hard way, but not really the hard way. <clears throat> and in the beginning, that was kind of like my Achilles heel. Right. And so, um, but using all those factors, like I listen, I, I respect her. So um, I know that she's put in the work over years in her career. So there's certain things I'm not even going to question. And with me, you know, me being a former professional basketball player, I understand team dynamics. I understand that, all right, this person, you can yell at, cuss out, and be fine. This person, you may have to talk to them, hey, it's okay. Like, you know, it's all good. And, you know, I had realized that she's the kind of person that we can have it out and then we can keep it pushing and there's no problem. Right. And it's okay. <laughs> so, you know, and we're fine. But the thing is that, and I think she would agree with me on this, that we look at the bigger picture. We don't look at 
the individual or singular moment. Like there's a bigger picture. So you talked about the whole like marriage thing and all that, like it, it plays into it because it's bigger than me, it's bigger than her. Like there's a, a purpose and a vision that we have to fulfill. And so that's the goal. And so that, I think that keeps us on the, on the, on that line of respect, so. I, I agree. I'm so glad that you're saying this from your perspective because Justin, and I really believe that when you have a shared vision and shared values and you can communicate and hash it out, learn about each other, Jessa has forgiven me for many a reactionary thing instead of an intelligent response. I've reacted and has, has turned into this outstanding sounding board to keep me honest and true and growing. And what I really appreciate about watching you two is the authenticity that comes through so clearly where it's like, we're going to have it out, keep going on. I'm going to study him. He's going to study me. We're going to be transparent. We're going to communicate, but we have this shared vision and it's bigger than me and it's bigger than us. And who knows where it's going to go, but it's going somewhere good. If we keep on, on this path, I find that to be, you know, to use the business jargon, that is a competitive advantage for businesses accelerators. It is a secret sauce for partnerships. It is a, whatever you want to call it, businesses are just groups of human beings. And if we treat each other with the respect that you keep bringing up and listen and honor each other, who knows where this is going to go? Like it could, it could go big. In fact, I want to also circle back to the point that you had to first random event and you had 80 people show up. Jess and I have worked very, very hard on events and have not had 80 people show up. <laughs> so like you are, you, you mentioned whatever you're seeking is seeking you. You're a, you are attracting those people who are hungry for what you have to put out there in the world. I'm so for lack of a better world word, proud that you came on this podcast and just said straight up, I did this on the fly. I got 80 people. Next year I doubled it. So then I knew I had something. I'm just like, I'm, I'm very impressed having pounded the pavement and gotten like <laughs> 20 people to show up at things. Thank you. Well, I mean, to be fair, like there's a lot of factors that, that play into it. And so <clears throat> there's opportunity. There's so in this, in that particular situation, right. When you have a situation where, people are not acknowledging like, yo, there's different people that are in this space with different circumstances and you're not catering to this group of people, right? What you do is you actually open up an opportunity for someone to come in and really do something. And so that was just an opportunity for me. Okay, you're not providing this service, fine. We'll do it. I'll do it. It's not a problem, you know? And it's as simple as a simple meetup, like nothing... I didn't, you know, get like 10 or 20 sponsors and we held it at a banquet hall and, you know, we didn't do none of that. <clears throat> it was guerrilla style in a coffee shop. Everybody introduced each other. Everybody networked with each other. Um, people have gotten funding out of that. I have a video on my Instagram and on my LinkedIn. This guy, um, uh, what is his name? Um, Pierre. Right. He owns a trucking company, um, which is involved in tech. It's tech trucking. Uh, real, in, real nice industry. Right? It's a real interesting industry. And he was talking to a VC, just met him. They were having a conversation about diverse founders. And a year, no, two years later, he funded him. Straight up. And I, I caught the first conversation between those two on a Wednesday night during the Ooh. conference. So like, that's history. Like that, that, that'll, that'll always, I'll always remind them too. I'll be like, look, if it wasn't for y'all, I mean, and my stuff, like y'all wouldn't have met and he wouldn't have funded you. Right. So um, those are the things that put a smile on my face that I can help someone meet someone and they can go ahead and, and do whatever it is that they're going to do. And so, and hence, you know, the name, we're the pub. So it's I so love that. I was wondering, I meant to ask you, it's like, why we the plug? So I'm so glad you brought it up. So I, cause okay. I've been thinking about it and then is there more to it or is that like the essence? Well, <clears throat> it's, we, the plug is really a, a double entendre. So, um, 
if you think about it, anything in tech, right, is usually a plug for it or uh, some type of charger, however you want to phrase it, right? You know, for your buds, you might have this or whatever. But essence is a plug. Now, in hood terms, in Ebonics, slang, however you want to put it, the plug is somebody is a connector, is a um, someone who knows people that connects people together or things or et cetera, et cetera. So <clears throat> hence, we are the plug. So as minorities, like we can't look to others to kind of put us in a situation to succeed. Like we must look upon ourselves and collaborate with each other, work with each other to succeed. So hence, we are the plug. We are the connectors. So, um, you know, if I see someone that's, you know, struggling or they need help, like, it's my obligation. It's if I know what to do or if I can help them to help them and vice versa. And so we, me and Christiana, are very aligned in that matter where if people always come to us, I mean, it's a little different than other founders because other founders get to focus on their business. We are almost like, I hate to say it, but like, we're almost like psychiatrists and, you know, friends to a lot of these founders and, you know, people email us and contact us and want to talk. You know, I was just talking to a founder last night, like, you know, going through some stuff. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, so We The Plug has a very special name and there is a, a meaning behind it. It's, um, you're, you guys are super connectors and that's your gift to the world. And I want to honor you and thank you for being you and doing you and showing up and giving that to us. Like we all need it. Thank you for, um, saying that out loud and expressing, um, yourself so clearly. We appreciate it. We're getting to our time. Hey, I want to say one more thing. Can yep, we not wrap up? First of all, thank you for that. Cause I was like, Oh, we said we would like keep you guys on time. I want to talk to you guys for like three more hours, like kind of coming back to what you said, it's like, Oh, we're psychiatrists and stuff. Well, I guess just one thing too, I just want to kind of like hit home is what you, you were saying is, you know, you, you put on this event in 48 hours and you weren't afraid. Well, I shouldn't say that you did it. Even if you were afraid, I don't know if you are, but like, if you we're waiting for it to be perfect or waiting until you have this formal business plan or waiting to clearly understand, like you were like, I know I have something, but what is this? If you kept waiting to be like, to figure out what this is, like these connections, when it happened, these plugs, when it happened, this person would might not have this, like, you know, 2 million in funding. And I think it's just such a, an important lesson. And I'm sure, you know, this is what you guys share with your entrepreneurs too. It's just like, you know, progress over perfection. Like you, you got to start somewhere. You got to take that first step. And we all have a bunch of cool ideas, but it, it doesn't mean anything if you don't like put yourself out there. Yeah. Let me just say this real quick, because right? I, I, I don't want this to get missed in everything. Right. So just like founders and I tell founders this all the time, usually the successful founders. Now, when I say successful, I don't mean a billion dollar exit and none of that. Just <clears throat> successful founders that have built something and have customers and employees. They've all been immersed in the problem meaning that they were around the problem so much that they recognized the problem and they said, okay, I need to solve this problem. That's where most startups come from. And so that's basically the same blueprint I took of there's a problem, let me try to solve it. And even to this minute, very minute, I'm still doing that. Um, (laughs) Funny that we're talking about this um, yesterday morning, I was working out and I, ideas just came to my head and I text Christiana, like, all right, this is what we got to do, right? <clears throat> we got this all planned out. And I just text her, hey, this is what we got going. And, you know, that, that was it. So, I mean, every minute is always trying to um, make it better for the entrepreneurs. So I, I'm always immersed in the problem. If you're always immersed in the problem, then you'll solve some problems and then, you know, you'll make it better for everyone or your potential customers. So it's also taking the leap of faith. You have to jump. You have to. And I think you jump scared. You jump without a parachute and you build the parachute while you're leaping off. And not everyone is comfortable with that. And that's why it goes back to, you need to know what your comfortability is. 
because not everybody is comfortable with taking that leap of faith. But that's what it is. Well, that's and why you're like, that's why your psychologist and your therapist because, <laughs> because you're with these entrepreneurs and you're like, I if somebody needs to give you permission to jump, which nobody really needs to give anyone permission to jump, but sometimes you need somebody else to say, I give you permission to jump and build your parachute as you go. Like, for example, there was one point in my life where I needed a woman to look at me and say, I give you permission to do nothing. Mm. And I sat and I learned how to sit and do nothing. And Luis, you were mentioning about how you're working out and you're like, oh, problem solution. She taught me how to do nothing. And in that nothingness, I'm solving problems like left and right. And I think the key is not creating more problems as you are solving them. <laughs> Christiana, I just want to I also say that we, the plug and the partnership that you guys have for me resonates really well because you have that emotional intelligence and you can bring it to entrepreneurs and say, there's going to be some deep changes and some deep thinking. And are you ready for this? If you're not, maybe I can build your parachute with you and like coach people and walk them through that. I think that is um, very unique and I applaud you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Just a plug uh, um, intended. Uh, Definitely check out our membership page because it's a community where individuals can reach out and connect with one another that are like-minded. So you can find out more information on our website at we the plug, that's T-H-A, not T-H-E.com, and click membership, and it'll take you there to learn more about that. And then also in us doing that coaching and supporting, our incubator is launching uh our second cohort in October of this year. So that information is updated on the website as well. So all early stage founders, and I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but if you missed the deadline for the October 5th star date, it's a rolling application. So you can still apply for our third cohort that would be rolling out in um, Q1. Love it. Thank you for plugging because I was going to ask you to do that. You guys are just one step ahead of me and we'll promote this. We'll tag all that in our, our social media and this podcast will definitely be out before then. So um, thank you. And what Laurel was trying to do, and I cut you off, uh, we'll wrap up our three-point landing. So three key takeaways for our listeners. Christiana, you can, why don't you start? I was about to say, do we tag team? What are we doing here? Um, Three takeaways. So the first thing is I would say, uh, study yourself, take out time to get to know yourself, understand what your why is, because anything you're going to do in life, you need to be connected to a why um, and your purpose assignment to it so that you're operating in alignment with the higher mission and vision. Um, I think the second thing is patience. <laughs> I say that out loud because I also need it myself. Patience with, uh-uh, you know what? That's to you too. You should be nodding your head to yourself. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> patience, patience with the process because it's going to take time. Nothing happens overnight. And even when you get a high success, like we have these high wins, we've had lows. We just didn't talk about it here. We've had lows, some major lows. Okay. And we stayed the course because we trusted the process and we are practicing patience. And I think the third and final thing is reward yourself. Celebrate the small wins. I know we hear that, but we really do. We celebrate our small wins um, because you need to feel the the measure. And this is a grant writer talking. <laughs> you're, you're measuring your success. So you that's why Luis was talking numbers. It's not to brag, but we're celebrating the successes, the milestones that we've hit to let us know we're going in the right direction. So those are my three. Luis, it's on you. Uh, you know, put me in the hot seat. Um, because you stole one of my points, but I'll let you rock with that one. Um, three takeaways. Um, be yourself. And this falls in line with self-awareness. I think having self-awareness is key. Knowing who you are, what your strengths and weaknesses are, right? Um, number two, 
everything doesn't deserve a response. Um, Christiana's probably laughing because I, I have a terrible, terrible habit of responding to almost everything. Um, you know, I, I'm very candid. I, I probably haven't showed it on this podcast, but I'm very opinionated and I'm quick tongued, as they say. And so a lot of things irritate me. I may like, I don't like this. I don't like that. And sometimes, you know what? It doesn't need to be said. You know, you just nod your head and you keep it pushing. And so that can fall into relationships with potential business partners sometimes and that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm always wondering like, damn, like I'm going to have to come around and eventually see this individual. So, you know, I just got to chuck it up to, you know, me being inexperienced and not understanding certain things. And so I've been better with that over time. Like when I first started, I was a little different. Like I just did not care. Like, I mean, I said something and I meant it and I still, and in some regards, I'm still the same way, but I just think everything doesn't need a response. And third, um, work ethic, do the work. I mean, people are not going to respect you. I think we live in an age now where people demand respect when they haven't built anything. And that's another, I can go on to repeat about that. But um, yeah, just work ethic, do the work. And eventually people will see what, you, what you're doing. And, you know, if you get praised for it, oh, well, if you don't, then oh, well, the people that know that what you're doing is a good thing. Be content with that and just keep growing. So I've had to learn that myself. Again, you know, I felt that, you know, I deserve some respect in some regards. And I was worried about the peanut gallery when I shouldn't have in some instances. And, you know, now I'm at a point where I don't care about that. I care about the work because I'm so, there's so much stuff that needs to be done. And I'm not worrying about the other stuff outside. You know, I'm just worrying about the people that's on my team and, you know, just worrying about getting a job done and doing good work for the entrepreneurs. So yeah, that's pretty much my takeaways. Cheers to the work. Whoop. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate you sharing. And I hope we get to have you again because there are lots of talk. I can just, I feel like there's so much more. To- <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. We enjoyed the conversation. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, send it, Jessa. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Orion Podcast. If you're looking for a thoughtful gift for yourself or others, shop ethical jewelry with a story at article22.com. Enjoy 10% off qualifying purchases with promo code ORION10. That's www.article22.com and code ORION10. Enjoy. Enjoy.